describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I also want to mention Brian's Kickstarter. Uh, Brian, the Captain General from Appalachia, has a Kickstarter where he's doing On the Edge of Wilderland. Um, he's built a couple of modules. He wants to uh, produce that. Um, please go out to our Discord. There's a link there. It's always super cool that, not because of us, but we're, we're involved with people who have, again, seen opportunities to do cool things like, you know, Rob running Flipping and Turning. Mm -hmm. We've seen a couple of our friends do their own podcasts, so um, it's pretty exciting to have that. So if you can support that, please go out to, there'll be a link in the show notes when this is done. Um, Throw a couple of bucks at them, that would be nice. Indeed. All right, so let's see, I'm looking, okay, everyone's chatting. Next is titles. This is the time when those who have uh, come to the Grog Empire, have an opportunity to be uh, bestowed a part of the Empire and given a title worthy of their sta- status? Station? Station. Status? Status? Station? Something like that. <laughs> so, uh, talking about play by post. Uh, good. Excellent. People are talking. Now, <coughs> we're facilitators, me. James. That's what we, we are. Have. We're enablers. Uh, <laughs> now that's me as a parent. Okay. We're facilitators for this group. I just clicked on the Kickstarter. Hold on, going back real, going back real fast. See, there it is. He's got a thousand. Oh, two thousand. See, that's that's it's there. He's got twenty backers. Fifty-three days to go. So he needs nine hundred and seventy-one dollars, folks. So it's going to be an old-school RPG module. It contains three adventures. Wow, that sounds like a bargain, James. It is a bargain, and and there's different levels to support. If you want to buy it, that would be awesome. If you want to just support it, that would be great as well. So now I've screwed up because I got this. This is the great thing about live stream. You just got crap everywhere. Okay, moving on. So we're here to present some titles. So our first title. How many titles do we have? Two today. This is very exciting. It's a, it's a holiday. We're in the season of giving. We are. We're giving out titles. And but watch out, come January, we're not going to be so nice. <laughs> That's right. You can't return them. <laughs> we do not have a return period. All right. So we use a <coughs> very secret way of doing this. Now, what happened to your it's like, D30? It's like the decoder ring. I, why are you messing with me? You know I can't find the D30. I can't find the D30. So, so I u- we have to use this other... D10. It's not that hard. Convoluted. It's the way we did it back in the day. 
That's D30s. True. There was. We really shouldn't even be using D, no no D30s next year, James. There's no D30s in 1982. Well, there probably were somewhere, but not most people didn't have. No, it. I, nev- I never even heard of it. Well, we didn't have the percentile either. We used 2D10, right? Right. There, there, there was not a special dice. We would always have to say green is high or blue is high. This was this when I discovered that this die existed when I came back to play. I was surprised. I was like, that's really smart. But that was new to me. Well, okay. and back even further. The original OSR dice, right? It was just the D20 was a D10 twice, basically. That's right. And you put the plus. People put the plus or something. Okay. So uh, the first uh, title is we are giving it to uh, our friend Rob, who we met at GrogCon. Rob is claiming to rule over the peons in Palm City, and they will rule the, rule the day. Well, that's, that's a good advertising for uh, Palm City. That'll, that'll make you popular. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> At least he's honest. My platform is you will rue the day that it's coming. So we will... Maybe it was a typo. Maybe it's rule. Maybe rule. I don't know. He forgot <laughs> hell. But I see rue. I'm going with rue. He's ruining it. All right. So uh, we need a D15. Oh, D15. Yes. So do no. I keep rolling the D20? No. I don't know. No, you're not doing that. Divided by two? Oh, yeah, divided by two. There you go. All right. That. So that is a six divided by two is three. This is sixteen. Oh. And then divided by two is eight. Whatever you say, buddy. Eight. It's just it is. Trust me. Two, four, six. <laughs> Lord, the Lord. I just oh. not the Lord. It'd be Lord. Lord. Do we want to roll for the next part? Yes. Lord, His. Well, roll D four. I can do that. This one, right? The point. The one that hurts the when you step one. on it. Yeah. Yep. The cow chop. His. Lord his, now a D30. Now you can do it. Maybe the, we should just stop. It is, the, it is the Christmas season. Lord. His, his he's Lord. just Lord. His Lord, Lord is. <laughs> his reason. I, I, had a guy, I had a guy who I worked for. His name was Lord, his last name. So every time I get email, it'd be Lord something. It'd be like, oh, I'm Lord Don. I'm Lord Don. <laughs> That's great. That was great. Okay, what am I rolling? Sorry. D30. D, oh, this, oh, you have to tell me what it is. Okay, wait a second. So the, oh, D30. Oh, D30. D30. No, though, this, now I know what I'm doing here. I know what I'm doing here. That's the highest. That's a 25. 25. See? Look at you. 30, 29, 28, 27, 20. Matchless. His, okay. his matchless. The matchless lord. That's pretty good right now. Another D30. Okay. That is a, an 11. 11. Very good. <laughs> I, I have to go through it now. Too. You know what's the scary thing about it is? As we get older, it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's, We're not getting smarter. Like, the more we do this, we gotta you think we got to have our kids help us with this. Okay. What is it? Uh, ma- uh, majesty. Oh, another alliteration. Matchless the, majesty. The matchless majesty. Now, now a D fifteen. So, oh. go ahead. Just, just take. You tell me what that is. That's easy. Zero. It's <laughs> ten and the highest thirty divided by two fifteen. Prince. Ah. All right. Next. Now a D sixty. <laughs> no, no. I know. This is this is the six, yeah, right. and this is the, the tens. Got it. So that is a... 30. No, 29. 29. You're exactly right. Thank you. Invulnerable. Wow, oh. that's really good. This guy sounds tough. He's, there's tons of things to use. The Invulnerable Prince, the Matchless Majesty, just Lord Rob. Lord Rob. That's right. right. I like it. Except I spell Invulnerable wrong. And now a D30. Okay. A four. Four. Subduer. Look at that. The dice wow. don't lie. Invul- There's just so much to work with there. 
I, I don't. I think his title is way better than the place he's taking over. I've been to Palm City. It's, it really is going to sort of end. It's going to be sort of anticlimactic at the end, isn't it? Right. You're supposed to be like Manhattan. Right? That's right. <laughs> but a title like that, he should be, you know, Paris. taking something over. Huh? You know, Palm City, Normandy, so or, you know, or, or. So, yeah, but hey, you know All what? All of France. He's, he's got it. He is now the. Oh, subdue. Let's see. Oh, the subduer. They don't like subduer. Now, so regardless, his title is awesome. And Palm City is okay. So, by the power vested in us, by us, as the Grog Empires, we now bestow the following title to Rob. Rob, you now shall be known as the Lord, His Matchless Majesty, Prince... Invulnerable Subduer of... Palm Palm City. City. (laughs) Well done, sir. Well done. Yes, congratulations. That's it. May your reign be rueful. Right? Rueful? So so send the word out to the citizens of Palm City. They need to start (coughs) ruing. Oh, it's going to be a a a rueful Christmas? Uh, I'm dreaming of a rueful Christmas. Something like that. Exactly. I didn't bring my... Mandolin for our bard thing, but that's okay. We're doing two bard things today, right? Oh, yeah. We're, 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 we're done. We're landing this plane. All right. Our second title uh, is going to another friend of ours, a friend of the show, who has uh, embraced all that is the Grog Empire, uh, uh, Jason. Jason uh, runs a podcast that I've listened. I know him from a Menion's podcast. He comments on his podcast, and so I've seen some conversation. He has been gracious enough to join the Grog Empire, and he was looking to claim the valley, which is the Shenandoah Valley, which I'm perfectly fine with, because I have no idea where that is. So. Oh, I do, because it was a strategic location. This is fascinating. You're, getting, you're looking for crickets. Got it. I just did it. This was a strategic, during the Civil War, the Shenandoah Valley is a strategic location, because it sort of headed right up toward Washington, D.C. It was also a fertile region. Ah. So it... Uh, Hold on, I need more crickets. And, oh, God. No. And I see you wanted Fredericksburg, which was a scene of a famous battle. And so I've been to Fredericksburg. And, okay, moving on. Well, that's good. So really, we need to have this in place because that part of the empire is not being protected. So Oh, my gosh. Yeah, who's got Maryland? They need to be watch out. He's going to go right up the... Right up the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia, we're in pretty good shape because we've got Brian, we've got a couple other folks out mm-hmm. in the West Virginia, the Appalachia area, but not in the Shenandoah Valley. Like, I know what I'm talking about, but it's all up there. Okay. So, uh, Jason, you get a title today. So, roll a D15. So, roll that. And, we'll, and you uh, tell me what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, carry the one. <laughs> carry the one. 19, 19, uh, 9, 10, 10, 10. Did James get that right? No, but he was close. Close. It's good enough. <laughs> ten. Right, it's ten. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Governor. That makes sense. There. Ah. So, he's the governor, right? The governor. Right from Benson. That, that's right. Hello, governor. <laughs> it's not from Benson, but you got, you got the idea. You know what that accent was? That's my poor attempt at British... British uh, the governor was... Wasn't that the governor in Benson? Yeah. He yeah, was, okay. He, he, was the, he was the chief he of staff for the governor. Right. D4, please. No pressure. Two. Two. Most. The governor most. I like that. Well, you like it depending on what comes after it. Right. Most, yeah. The mostest of what? Uh, D30. Okay, I can do that. Why are you I'll not using Christmas game. dice? What? Oh, yeah, what? I forgot about the Christmas dice. 21. Wait, Six. what? Oh, yes, you're right. 
No, God! I was going to say 15. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Most radiant. Ah. Why, why do we doubt the dice? If there's anything that we should trust in is the dice. Okay. Uh, D, another D30. That would be a 16. Correct. 16. Grand, the grander. Oh. We haven't had grander before. Grandeur. The oh, most grand, radiant grandeur. Is it grandeur? But is it? How do you pronounce that? Grandeur. 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 Or is it? It's a grandeur. Grandeur. Right? Grandeur. Uh-huh. <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> we don't even know how to pronounce the name. The most radiant grandeur. The most radiant grandeur. The grandeur. It's grandeur, I think, is how we normally would say mm. it. Us American morons. Uh, need D15 when you get a chance. Okay, and you have to say that word. Okay. Grandeur. I'm, well, you know I'm stopping at radiant. You stop that. Uh, 19, oh, this is, uh, this is 19, uh, back to 9 or 10, something like that. 3, 6, 9, 10. Baron. Mm. Grandeur Baron. The Grandeur Baron. Now, a D60. Oh, that is a 48. 48. Ooh, the belligerent. Oh, I love it. The love belligerent it. Baron. The belligerent Baron. He's got it. That's <laughs> Baron the belligerent. Now it's warlike. We need someone what warlike. We, uh, we need a D30. D30. That is a... Oh, no, that's, that's a 20. 20. 20. 20. 18, 19. Hero of the... Sh the belligerent hero of the, sh the sh of the valley. I love the belligerent hero. <laughs> he's a hero. He's warlike. He's... he's Protecting the realm, mm -hmm. which is what we need. We need someone who's warlike, who's going to protect the, the empire from all nefarious aspects of it. Let's see. All right, so I'm just typing it in, ready to pronounce uh, Jason's new title. Jason, by the powers vested in us, by us, through us, for the sole purpose of our pleasure and good fortune, uh, we now bestow the following title to you. You, sir, now will now be known throughout the Grog Empire as the governor, most radiant grandeur. Baron, the belligerent hero of the valley. Congratulations, sir. May you long, may you reign in belligerency. Yes, not in peace. Not in peace, in warlike fashion. You can now commence. <laughs> you, you can now attack. You can now attack somebody. Excellent. Very good. So we have others. We have other people who are eligible for titles, but they have not responded to my queries. Why? People just are throwing money at us, and they don't even want to get their titles. Wow! This is now. I, I don't know if people can see. I need to move. Go delicious because Go delicious got all dressed up for this, as you know. Oh yeah, he's behind you. Yes, he did. And a big beard. And the blood. Mm -hmm. I like the blood. Still blood soaked. Well, yeah, exactly. Mane. Well, he can't lick there. Is the problem? You know, mm -hmm. he can clean. He can lick down there. His beard. Right. But he can't get that. So that's right just his, his tongue is not long enough. He's not Gene Simmons to do that. Yes. And we're still in announcements, correct? Um, sure. For the next hour. <laughs> so I'd like to announce, James, you know I wanted to do this before, but COVID kind of, you know, put, a, uh, put an end to that. But I'd like to do it again. Go Delicious would like to tour the country, the world. Oh, yes, I remember that. Do you yes, remember that? I do remember. I don't know why I said the country, the world. <coughs> so please... Send, if, if you're willing to send your address to info, is it info at grogcon.com? Yep, something? info at grogcon.com. 
send if you would like to host. Right. Go delicious at your house. Send your address. We will mail Go Delicious to you. I will handle that. You do enough, James. I'm clapping for that. I will mail Go Delicious. We'll mail Go Delicious to you. But you need, but please only do this under two conditions. Right, two conditions. Number one, you are willing to show Go Delicious a good time. Yes. Take them around, maybe a DD game. There's the got to be pictures. Got to be photos. Not just the picture of the newspaper showing proof of life, that, but actually places <laughs> that he would like to go to. Exactly right. He, he wants to have fun, he wants to see the world. Right. And then you have to be willing to, in fact, send him to the next person. <laughs> That's right. This can't be the end of Go Delicious. I mean, I got a bad feeling. Go Delicious is a little nervous, right? right and we're right. like sending our kid off to camp. He, he has a look of pensiveness. Like, what? Who agreed to this? But so, and then what will happen is that the last, the last person to get him has to be somebody who is coming to GronCon. So, so, so Go Delicious, back. he'll make his triumphant return. You will bring him to GronCon. There it is. That's it. my announcement, James. So let us know. Send your address. And look, if you're not if you're not first up, don't be upset. Right. And look, if if unfortunately after you have Go Delicious, Mannion decides he wants Go Delicious. He's going to Japan. Or to Chamberlain. Right. You gotta pay the price. Literally. Right, literally. That's and as someone who sent something to uh, David Thompson, it's a price to be paid. So you <laughs> no one's gonna send their address now. Well, if they if Look, if they're sending us money to get titles and buying stuff, they're going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Okay. One person. I was surprised we didn't get that last time. Okay. So, yes. So, we also have an iTunes review. If you would like us to read what you think about our show. And and, and we've said this before. Good or bad. We will read it. Warts and all. (laughs) We will do that. So here, there's an opportunity. If you go out to iTunes and give us a review, we will read it verbatim. This comes from unhappy, happy user. See, it has two A's. I do see that. So unhappy user. Mm-hmm. We're called the AD&D 1E Morning Radio. I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't see it at all. Hours we spend dilly-dallying? No, that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right. But here's what... And happy user said, this reminds me of morning radio shows of my youth. They talk about AD&D 1E with a variety of distractions, tangents, sound effects, and occasional guests. What I love then is that he then says, <laughs> he then says highly recommended. You think it's going another direction, don't you? Right. Because everything before that, you know. It sounded not so great. Right. Not, I was thinking like, okay, not bad, you know. Right. But okay. Shipping to Canada is way too expensive. It's your money. Don't worry about it. Send it. You should. Wait, we already have complaints yeah, about people... go to the Go Delicious uh, World Tour. Yeah, world Tour. People are people are starting to poo-poo the idea of it. Is it really that expensive? I can do a two-day. Can you do a USPS two-day for like eight dollars? Yes, in the United States, it's fine. But once you sh- cross borders, they have to do animal checks. Oh, that's true. COVID checks. They may never get out. Right. Some places are banned. They, they, they have their share of murderous, carnivorous goats. They can't have a quota. There's, there could be a pro-carnivorous goat lobby in that country. They don't want more of those. Hmm. How much would it cost to ship Go Delicious to, say, Japan, do you think? 25 bucks. 
Okay, well, listen, Menion Wan, Menion Wan used to, well, then men don't have to pay the price anymore. <laughs> then, then they'll, yeah, they'll be like, oh, sure, if you want to send that doll, fine, but. Okay, let's face it, we're never going to see Go Delicious again. <laughs> Take all your pics, say all, like, save your buys, because he's never coming back. Go Delicious, it was nice yeah. knowing you. Okay. Is this, uh, is this, is the Go Delicious tour going to work? No, but. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. That's <laughs> It'll all. be a funny failure. Do you, do, do you know what you got, Go Delicious? You may want to have a backup just. I, I have to look at my order history. You have to order clone. Yes, the, order cast history. Cl- cast clone. All right. Finally, Flipping and Turning, issue six, is available to patrons right now. If you're a patron, you can see the digital version, which you've seen already. I have seen it, and as usual, outstanding. It's, I, it, it gets better and better every time. I cannot believe the work that Rob cajoles out of people. That's why I stopped contributing. Yeah, I noticed you didn't put anything in. I, I can't, I can't, you know, I look at what other people are producing and I say to myself, I just, I'm not up to par. So once again, Out of the Park, Smoldering Dung Games has produced that. Um, I think we are going to get physical copies um, soon, next week, I heard. Let's get physical. Yeah, we, yes, live in Newton John. Didn't we have that? Wasn't that on a, one of your nineteen eighty one things? We'll but, find out. Well, oh, wait. Ooh, a teaser. I like it. So, and again, if you are a patron member of Gold or Higher, uh, start. If you were a patron in December, December to remember, you would get a physical copy. So, yay, yay! All right. Speaking of December nineteen eighty one, what do you got for the best of? Okay, first. The top song. Number one. Let's get physical. You are correct, sir. <laughs> really? It is, again. <laughs> you gave that to me. Thank you, sir. It is. Well, it was last time. It still is. So it had a long run. The, the top selling movie. Top. Uh, grossing movie? Grossing movie for this week. 40 years ago, 1981. I don't know that I've seen this movie. I was kind of surprised. Hmm. Holiday movie? Would it be? Is it a holiday movie? I don't know. I don't it's know. It's not Die Hard. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, that's too early. I think it has John Belushi, maybe. I, I don't remember this movie. Animal really. House? No, that was early. Wasn't that 70s? <coughs> that 70s? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was pretty... Well, I'll look Why don't I just tell you? Please tell me. Please, for the love of God, tell me. Neighbors. What? Oh, na- Neighbors? Neighbors. That's what the internet tells me. Neighbors. Neighbors. Interesting. Mine was Animal House. I came out in 78. You were exactly right. Neighbors. That's with, was it Chevy Chase? Or? 1981 film. There it is. Neighbors. Was it Chevy Chase? Oh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. And John Belushi. You were right. The Blues Brothers. You were exactly right. They're back. So there it is. Okay. Other things happen. Okay, 1981. December 1981, 40 years ago this month. Thursday, December 3rd. Now, this is the British version of the world, right? <laughs> correct? I have to but, remember through the British lens. It, it, correct. But so I've left out a lot of British stuff because it's, I gotta tell you, it's kind of depressing at times, some of this British stuff. They have bank robberies. They seem a lot of yeah, bank robberies. Yeah, terrorism, terrorism, the IRA. Right. And right. Okay. December, so I'm trying to pick ones out that were a little bit more positive. Right. December 3rd, 1981. Walter Knott. Do you know what theme park Walter Knott created? 
I'm going to say Action Park. No, Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, Knott's Berry Farm. That makes perfect sense. I'm wrong. You I've heard of that? I, it seems familiar, but I, I don't know. Walter Knott, creator of the first U.S. theme park, Knott's Berry Farm, dies at age 91. Oh, my goodness. It's not even he did at that point. He dies? <laughs> How would I know that? Wait. No, but you're missing the point. The point is, wait, the first U.S. theme park was Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah. Doesn't sound What right. is that? Have you ever know. heard of that? No, I've never heard of it. Okay. I thought that was odd. Okay. Oh. You're looking up Knott's Berry Farm? It's in Buena Park, California. It's still around? California's best theme park. There it is. I assumed it had to do with jam. Apparently not. You know, isn't that like Knott's? Isn't that a jam? Yeah, I feel like it is. Uh, Smucker's is one. <laughs> well, maybe we should go. Maybe we should do a GrogCon here. Special events. We could be the puppet show, just like yes. the Spinal Tap. No, um, the Pseudo Undead could play. The Pseudo Undead. Playing for the Christmas take-home dinners. Okay, for the t-shirt. You gotta, we gotta remind me. 1981, December, Knott's Berry Farm. That's right, December 1981, got it. How'd you think? That's right. The <laughs> festival, like, the Berry Festival at the Knott's Berry Farm. Exactly. There it is. The Fleshbowl Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Knott's Berry Farm. Hello out there! You suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Give me some jail. <laughs> just remind, it just reminds you of Spinal Tap when they're playing the Air Force uh, oh. dance and they're playing working on a sex farm. That was great. Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh, okay. that's, that's just a classic. All right. So good. So good. December, December 4th, 1981. The longest jail sentence on record is handed out as triple murderer. Dudley Wayne Kaiser. This is the positive. I, I picked out the positive. Oh, this is things. a good one. Okay. Dudley Wayne Kaiser is sent to prison for this many years in Alabama. <laughs> 500. 10,000? <laughs> 10,000 years. What do you win? Ding, ding, 10,000 years. How is that possible? <laughs> I, I think it's a little hyperbole, isn't it? I mean, it was three murders. That's... I understand that it's sold over 3,000 years per murder. Right, three thousand years per murder. <coughs> That's crazy. Why are you not? And it's Alabama. Why are you not getting the death penalty? I just kill him. <laughs> just kill him. Okay, I thought that was odd. Okay, that is odd. I mean, I like the one they give you life plus ten. Yes, exactly. Right. Not, not just life plus one day, but right. life plus twenty years. So if you're raised. You still have to serve out within ten years. You got to serve out that time. Do they, do they look at the player's handbook? Does the judge? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in the legal circles. Yes. When they're sentencing, I know they're sentencing guideline books. Yes. Yes. So do they look in the raised dead resurrection to figure this out? That's exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly what that plus ten business is. Because I know you're a layperson, James. So you don't I understand I, this. I don't. I'm please. Right. I, I, the beauty of your background is you could, should explain to lay people like us. Exactly right. And I know everyone's very much looking forward to the special we'll be doing next year on law. <laughs> in the, in law and D&D, absolutely. Who wouldn't? So that is actually, that's correct, James. Your intuition is absolutely right, which is the plus 10 business is due to that concern that, they, that the, the meddling cleric at the prison might raise you or go to the grave site and raise the person and they would then have to continue serving their time out. Correct. Okay. Um, Interesting. 
in December 8th, 1981, severe snowstorms hit Britain. Sorry, there's a little bit of Britain here. With the lowest temperatures recorded in over a century. Uh, Friday the 11th, this doesn't stop, James. December 11th, 1981, four people are killed in a train crash during a severe blizzard at Sear, Buckinghamshire. So it's continuing. Three days later, right. people are still being killed by this blizzard. Uh, December 13th, temperatures fall to a record low in England. It's still going on. What a terrible year for, uh, for Christmas over there. And this is the positive version right. I'm giving you. Negative 13 recorded in Shrewsbury, Shropshire. I think I pronounced that correct. So if you were in England, I don't know if you have any English listeners, British listeners, we'd love to hear about 1981 and the blizzards. Uh, then, apparently, England is so upset right. about the weather on the 15th of December, uh, well, I'm sorry, this is going the other way. The Menion government rem- remembers, Menion says he remembers it. That's right, where was Menion? Apparently he was in England in I thought he was, trans- he was traveling across Canada, killing those people. Was he the one, he, the trans... It was either him or Vic, <clears throat> or they were in tandem. The I, thought trans- ang- I thought it was the angry uh, monk. monk. Trans-Canadian. At, or Leroy, because he lives out in British Columbia. It's like a who shot JR. It's... All we know is one of our listeners is probably the trans... And we will be revealing it next year. Railroad killer. At the end of night, we will reveal it next year on a special episode of Who Done It. The government of Argentina begins plans for its 1982 invasion of Britain's Falkland Islands. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I knew the island. You didn't didn't give me a chance to... So this is going terrible for Britain. Britain is just getting hammered this holiday season. It's awful. Okay. Well, I, I like how they put that in there, that... That's news. Like, they, no one knew. I don't think they published that. And now Argentina is saying they're going to attack right. the Falkland Islands. They, they obviously retconned that. And well, Britain wasn't paying, they weren't paying attention because all that snow. But that was a big deal. Remember, I remember in the news because, you know, it's not like today, I'm sure. It took them like a few weeks to send the ships down because it's so far away. You know, it's, and now the ships are in sea. They're going to get there in another month. And it was just, you know, they'd send, they sent off. We, I remember them, you know, growing up, they were loading up the troop ships and the carriers, and it's like, dude, we're, here, we're coming, and the Argentinians still couldn't stop them. Because it, it was a real war. Yeah. I mean, we were young, and we hadn't experienced Vietnam, and so this was a real war for us. <laughs> Not was. for us. I mean, right. I wasn't serving. Right. Yeah. Now, it's probably best. You ready for, and what was weird was I think there was war games. I remember a Falcon on war game coming out. And I, I, even then I had the feeling like, this seems too soon. Shouldn't you wait a little before you have a war game? Right, which uh, it, does, it does seem that a little awkward. Because you could be like, my dad was in that unit and he died. That's rude. Yeah, I mean, how many? You know? I know the Argentinians got the brunt of it. They got the, they got the beat down. Friday, December 18th. Robert Patlescu, aged 19 months survives a fall from a six-story window in Manhattan without injury. Wow. Now, you know why this is important to me? This might support the possibility that you get a saving throw from falling damage and suffer no damage. You'd say, well, why in the world should I give somebody a saving throw from falling damage and no harm? I mean, you should be like half harm. But there's evidence here that you can fall that far with no damage. Well, well, you can do that in D&D. You get a save. No. No harm at all. If you're a monk, he's a monk. Oh, he's a monk. It's very simple. I didn't know about it, so I didn't know about You didn't, oh, well, you should go back and listen to our monk thing. I probably what? knew about it at some point. <clears throat> We're going to tie this back into D&D, just so that people who are listening will go like, why am I listening to this? So, monk, for those who are listening, page 
31. He, if he, uh, he's 13th level monk. A monk can fall any distance if he or she is within eight feet of a wall. Wow. The Empire State Building, no problem. As long as you're eight, within eight feet of the wall. So are you, you're basically... Repelling, kind of repelling down. Like spy, I mean, you're not really Spider-Man. Because See, you, clearly a high-end monk. Okay, so I learned something. That's pretty nice. Okay. That was 1980. What, what, did you, what did you get for Christmas? Do you remember? We were talking about this. Yes. Well, you're supposed to pretend like we weren't. Oh. We weren't talking know, about this. But now, now this spontaneously... <clears throat> wow. I'm trying to read some of this. Well, I'll tell you what I got December night. If you want to read it, I'll tell you what I got. I remember distinctly what I got in December 1981. Number one, I think a lot of people probably got the Fiend Folio, maybe. Do you think? It probably was a big D&D uh, Christmas for a lot of people. The Fiend Folio had come out in 1981, right? I think it was released at Gen Con. It was. That's my understanding. So a lot of people probably were opening <clears throat> up a present and getting the Fiend Folio. I remember getting the Atari game Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which, I, I, did I ever play Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I left it over there. I don't remember. The games I remember from Atari 2600 are Missile Command. Missile Command. The, and Asteroids, and I was very disappointed in them. I mean, it was good enough, but it's still... It wasn't very good. I remember not being very impressed with Asteroids. Because they, they, they couldn't, the, the icons, they kept flashing in and out because they couldn't keep it yes. going that fast. Pitfall was excellent. Excellent. Adventure was good. Adventure was the classic. I don't remember. Adventure. You don't remember? What happened? Or maybe if I saw it. No! Adventure is the classic. It was basically D&D. You had your little guy and you had to get the keys and the dragons would come attack you. Oh, maybe nights. I did. It's the classic. Um, you can get another 2600. That's what we were just talking about. I yes. Should, I should buy you like a refurbished one for like a, probably like $1,000 now. Who knows how much they cost? <laughs> no, but no. For an original. Um... Those are the th- the games I remember being. Yeah, Pitfall was one of the best. Pitfall, Frogger, of course. Frogger was pretty. Dig good. Dug, was there Dig Dug? Not, not. Oh I no, I don't remember okay. that. Get exclusive content, a behind the screen look at the podcast, and a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. We are now ready for Random Encounter. Let's do it. Okay. Random Encounter, we, where we pit two monsters, we learn about the monsters, we, and then we have them fight the previous monster. And for some strange reason, we're including Monster Manual 2 in this. Oh, that's... Okay. I think that's Dorso's fault. It is. Okay. So, here we go. We're using the dice from Angry Monk to determine Fiend Folio or Monster Manual 2. Fiend Folio. Yay. Very, very appropriate. It is, because the Fiend Folio has just recently been released... So the Fiend Folio, James, would you like to roll the fecal dice? Yes. Or well, you should roll the Christ- Christmas, Christmas dice. The Christmas fecal dice. What so do I, I roll? D10, I need a I D10, think? please. Ten. I don't know. Why? Oh, oh, please don't tell me it's the astral plane. It's astral. Oh, no. Please, no. Oh. It's the astral and ethereal counter table. We're not talking about what this is. One's a cord, one's a not. One surrounds, <laughs> one's a cord. The astral is the cord to the outer planes. 
and the lower planes. The this is the holidays. You can't. It's can. all around us, James. It's very good. That's good. I, I, was, I was starting a tirade about not doing this, but I'm you, did learning. Good, you did a good job. Okay, so now we need to find out if we're on the astral ethereal plane. What do you want to do? You want to do yes, no, whatever, whatever you want to do. Is there a, oh, you have to choose 50 you, We 50. need astral or Are we on the astral ethereal plane? Here we go. Yes. Okay. So we are on the super high. We're on the I four. That's right. The super highway. We're on the super highway to highway to heaven. Well, highway this is going to be quite a battle. So yeah. this is lichy woman is in the astral plane. Does is a lich? So a lich, I assume, a lich is undead. Yes. So a lich, of course, is a lich, is a lich connected? It has to be connected to the negative uh, plane. It doesn't have to. But well, no, I mean it is, but it gets its power from the negative. He needs magical weapons. You need magical weapons to hit. That usually means because you're getting your power from the negative. I think it? they are affected by that. That's right. So it wouldn't be surprising that the Litchie woman is taking a, a ride down. The, oh, she's heading for the holiday somewhere. She's that's heading right. out of town. That's right. She said, she's done her thing and she's headed back. <laughs> she's trying to get early. Oh, she's headed back for the holidays? She's out for the holidays. Well, I, I'm, that's a good point. I'm not sure which way. Is, is she going towards the outer planes? Yes, but. Okay, so she's going to visit someone. Right. Like, you know, I don't know, Demogorgon. That's right. She's going to see Demogorgon. For the holiday. She had his gift. Or Charon. Uh, yeah. She's got, like, a package of, of Christmas presents. Trying souls, to beat the traffic. Souls. Got some souls to bring back. Got some souls. you got to beat the traffic on the astral plane right. on the holidays. Yeah. Okay. There's all kinds of shenanigans on the astral plane. It's always backed up. Okay. Leave early. She's got her station wagon. <laughs> station wagon. Where are we getting there? Don't make me turn this around. Don't make me turn this chariot of sus there. That's a good spell. Three ghouls in the back. Three ghouls and a white, I would think. And a white. All right. Roll percent. Her husband's got to be a white. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Okay, so percentile dice, sir. 84. And who is she going to run into? She runs into a she-do. Oh, interesting. Are they good? Aren't they good? Are they yes. like the, with the, they're like the, the beards, like the big... Yes. We've had a Kyrin before, but I don't think we've had a she-do. Wow. This is a battle. So the she-do's coming the other direction. Right. I don't know how this happened. Maybe like the she-do is broken. Oh, so you think this is road rage? Holiday road rage. <laughs> <laughs> she knew was like going slow with the blinkers. Who moves faster? How quick? Maybe the she is really going slow in the left hand lane. And the litchy woman is late. Right. And she's all right. She yeah, or yeah, or this could be um you know, she's pulled over the thing and, and the she do passed past her and wasn't too happy with it. Maybe maybe Litchy Woman stopped to help the she do out, like as like a flat. <laughs> Doesn't know what the she do. I thought you were. What's an evil flying thing? <laughs> evil flying thing? Dragon. Okay. She pulls over, thinks it's like Manicore. A... Manicore is similar to a she do. Okay. And it's a she do. What page are we on, Dan? James, we're on page 87 of the Monster Manual. So this is a classic monster. Yep. The she do. Don't look, James, too much. Don't hmm. look. She do's frequency. I, I, well, I guess it's rare. It is indeed rare. Thank God. Should be very rare. Okay. Number appearing. One. Two to eight. Wow. There's flocks. So when you think of she-do, think of a flo- a flock. Flock of she-do. Flock of she-do. <laughs> yes. And I that's, ran. That's my hair. Vic said I have a flock of seagulls. <laughs> it's natural. It's not like I picked it. Well, it's the 80s, so maybe I'll just go with it, right? Right. Okay. Armor class? I'm going to say it's like two. Four. So oh. that's not. It's hittable. It's yeah. hittable. Yeah. Movement. Well, they fly. So they do. I'm going to say 12, 24. Very good. 12 and 24 is absolutely correct. Hit dice. 
Well, I saw this. It's nine plus nine. Nine plus nine. Why do you nine plus nine? Why don't you just do like ten plus something? Like- so you get better saving throws because your saving throws are changed by the plus, and oh. your to hit is changed by the plus. But it's interesting that you're not ten. They want to make sure you get a minimum hit points. You get more hit points. Clearly, they, right? A little less bell curvish. Right. It's a little so, flatter. So now you're getting two minimum. Well, basically, you're getting minimum two points per. All right. Eighteen's the minimum. Percent in layer. Ten uh, percent. Yeah, twenty-five percent. So they like to roam. So flock as she do. They're they're heading out. Treasure type. <laughs> I would I would never. I just pick a letter because I don't even know. I don't know. I, I, B. G. Mm. G. Um, okay, so they are, I'll let you know that they have 25% magic resistance. We need to remember that. They are exceptionally intelligent. They are lawful good. So basically, you want Shidus to come and save you. Yes. Is that right? They're good. They're, they're, they're good guys. Okay. Shidu travel about the world seeking to further the ends of lawful good, helping allied creatures when in need. Can I, as a, if I'm a paladin, could I have one as a steed? You think? So, like, would a pal and would a Shidu allow me to run? No. <laughs> right now. So, this, uh, the Shidu is not going to play that. They're no. not going to let me. So, Unless okay. you're like, I don't know, the king of something, maybe they would have a partnership, but no, I don't see that. Okay. Although Shidu can attack with their powerful front hooves. Oh, we didn't do number attacks. So, it was two, only one to six, one to six. So, I need to see what else they do because currently they don't have a great AC. Their attacks aren't amazing, though they do have great hit dice. So, they attack with their powerful front hooves. So, they're like, Kicking at me? Yeah. That's kind of funny. Okay. They are more likely to use... Oh, no. Oh, yes. Their psionic abilities. Who's playing the Shidu? I'm playing the Shidu. Thank God. Three major and five... No, you're playing the Shidu. I play the incumbent. Hey, look at at five what? What does it say? Five? Five minor... No. That's a minor. Minior. We got to call Jody... (laughs) It's not her fault. She just types what was written. She probably, how would she know? She probably think that's like, yeah, there's something called. That's right. What's a minior discipline? Right? Minior disciplines. (coughs) Why didn't you change that to minor? It's a minior. So minior disciplines. All such abilities are performed at ninth level of mastery. Shidu can become ethereal at will. And they frequently travel the astral and ethereal planes. Makes sense. That's why they're here. That's right. Shidu have their own language and know most human tongues. As they have a limited form of telepathy, she do generally communicate by direct mind. Okay. So that's a pain if I'm a DM because then i got to know. Right. You don't want to do a random of this because this is super annoying. Well, do you know enough to handle psionic? Do you know enough to do Well, because what I'm going to do is let's, go, let's go pull out the rogues gallery. This is where the rogues gallery was invaluable back in the day. Okay. It's, it's right there. It's once almost pulled out. Right here. The rogues gallery, yeah. Because I believe they have uh, pre-rolled... Shidu and Kirin. Really? Yes. Wow. And I think they have a lich too. I'm so a lichy we, woman. Okay. We, we may have to use it for all these because. So you are flipping and turning. You are flipping and turning to the so rogues. We have gallery. liches on page thirty-six of the rogues gallery, and we also have a Shidu. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's great. So the liches will tell me the spells then. Obviously, I mean that's the main benefit right. of the lich being in the Shidu tells you the psionic abilities, and the lich is going to tell you. That's right. Look at all the spells. There's two. There's two of them. Oh. So roll a d6 or whatever, just figure out which lich. one male, one female. Okay. I know we figured out magic items before, but we're, we're not six. Gonna... Six. So you're a lich number two. Well, okay, I'm lich number two. Lich, lich, you no, lich here. I'll let you read. Oh, thank you. Two. Lich number two. 
It's like a movie. That's right. Lich number two. 48 hit points. This Lich was formerly a double-classed human magic user. Double-classed. 19th and 21st levels. Oh, my goodness. As it was an evil cleric, it has retained all its cleric spell ability. Oh, that's very cool. So just for those who are on the podcast listening, Dan now has about 80 spells he can pick. So I would suggest getting a drink, coming back. Yes. We may take a break. I'm just going to pick, like, the ones at the end. Right. Aren't they on level? Like, why would I start? I'm not going to do, like, you know, cause light wounds. I don't even know what some of these are. I'm just going to, like, do, like, Blade Barrier and see what happens. Right? This will be a spell selection, too. I don't know what power word. Is it power to kill? It just says power word. I like power word. I'm going to do a power word on you. It's power word blind. Oh, there's a comma. Oh, I see. I thought that was. Oh, okay. I may summon more monsters. I'm going to do a party, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. It's going to be All like. Right. So, okay. <clears throat> now I'm the, I'm the Shidu. Yes. So here's the Shidu, 41 hit points, and those are the psionic abilities they have. Okay. So now I need to figure out what I'm going to do. All it's right. Take so, forever. this is going to take. This, this may be the show. This is the Christmas show. Oh, my gosh. Oh my golly! Well, that, well, this is good because this is how D and D is. If you, if we, you play like we do, we love the random. This is where unbalanced encounters can go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Your campaign can go horribly wrong because mm-hmm. if you don't know how to play the lich, and let's say he has a bunch of magic items, or she has a bunch of magic items, things can go horribly wrong. This is this is what makes it fun. That's why it's a fun game. Oh yeah, settle in, guys. Yeah, get a drink. Come on back. All right. Well, first we got to figure out if there's surprise. Okay. So, so I'm rolling surprise. First distance, they're a hundred yards away in the astral plane. I guess <coughs> sounds good. Yep. I just sort of see the, your flashers up ahead. <laughs> flashers, you cry to go up thinking there's uh, something you can attack or well, help out. Help out. You're yeah. the friendly evil, neutral <laughs> it's evil. It's the holiday type. season. Right, it's the holiday season. I'm happy. I just ate. What did I eat last time? I crushed you. I crushed a centipede. All right, let's do it. Six for initiative. Three. Oh, wait, this was a surprise. Oh, for size. Neither no one, one of us are surprised. Right, now we have to declare action. Okay. What are you declaring? Well, I'm coming. Well, 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 let me figure out what I'm doing so this way I don't get influenced by. Um, so for those playing at home, my major abilities are body control, dimension door, dimension walk, energy control, m- molecular manipulation, molecular rearrangement, and telepathic, telepathic projection. Oh, wow. Okay. Those, are my, those are my abilities. Okay. So you can figure out what spell. I basically have every spell now. You should probably list a couple and have them tell you which one you should do. Okay, I'm just going to start with like the really, I have gate, comma, symbol. I also have, that's a clerical, that's my highest clerical. My eighth level magic users are monster summoning six, which sounds really good. Maze, power word blind, and my ninth level spell is monster summoning seven. I'm doing monster, oh, that's, I'm doing monster, well, no, that's I'm not telling you. I'm pulling over to help you. <laughs> I'm getting out my uh, air pump, whatever, or my jack. I'm going to attack you with my jack <laughs> as you're leaned over. Fixing your tire. Right, yeah, don't, yeah, don't oh, tell me what you're I'm doing. I'm going to backstab you with a jack. I like it. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do to you. All right, so you have... You have I have selected, yeah. You have selected. I don't even know... The, no, no. Now, if I summon a monster in the ethereal plane and it can't be in the ethereal plane... Then happens? they just die horribly. Well, I already picked it, so... Oh, that's what you're doing? Oh, I'm doing monster summoning seven because it sounds awesome. 
I've never done it much as I mean this high level. That's not helpful. I guess I'm going to do that. Like, well, I, okay. Gary says you waited too long and you've lost. Okay, I'm I know attacking I'm good. you. All right, so All right. let's do initiative. Initiative. Six. All right, you got it. What do you, what I'm do doing you... monster summoning seven. Monster summoning seven. We'll go look it up in the player's handbook. <laughs> okay, there's so many books. Where the heck okay, is why it? did you cast push? They're asking. Ma'am, that's all oh, right. Or yeah, or mend for your flat tire. I gotta fix your flat tire. Okay. Oh, my thing is getting all. Okay, this thing is. All right. Look, it's getting all damaged. My little label. Okay, monster. So this is the highest level. Highest level. No, <clears throat> wow. I have never been in this region, James. I know. This is really this is a stretch for you. Monster. Summoning, did I say seven? Seven, yeah. This spell summons level. one or two seventh level monsters, which appear one round after the spell is cast, or one eighth level monster, which will appear two rounds after it. So um, I'm going to do, uh, I'll do, so that means get, I'll get I could you. be dead, but then it appears and you got to fight that thing. Yes. You have a new champ. Maybe. All right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an eighth level monster, two rounds. I know that's risky, it's delayed. So then do I have to go to the DMG? Oh, wait, where's the, where's the monster summoning charts? They're in the DMG, aren't they? Yep. Oh, my God, there's like so many books. Flipping and turning. Okay, so where's monster? It sounds like it's in the back. It's appendix L or M. I, I see a Perry run. Perry or whatever it is. L oh, there's Conjured. Summon, yeah, Summon. page 223. Eight, 223. And then over to 220, wait. Oh, seven, wait, what am I doing? Seven? Two tw yeah. Oh, one-eighth level monster. One to two-seventh or one-eighth. So you have to roll to see what it is. Oh, wait, but I'm confused. What's no. an eighth level monster? Well, you have to look up in the dungeon levels to see what they are. Oh, so do I roll on this? Yeah, and then I, I have to see if it's an eighth level. And I could have to keep re-rolling until I get an eighth level monster? No, I think what's going to happen is you roll if it's an eighth level monster, you get one in two rounds. If it's a seventh level monster, you oh, get I'm one Oh, I'm being two. stupid. I don't pick. I see what you're saying. I got it. Thank you. I learned something. Okay. Well, that's, what that's how I'm going to rule it because we don't have all day. That make, well, we actually do, but we don't want to have all day. Right. Okay. An eight. Eight. A demon type one. You have a type one demon. I'm going to say that's seventh level. That's pretty lame. So you get, I'm going to say oh. one. You have to roll a d6, one to two. Oh, okay. At least it's coming quick. Two. You have two type one demons. Okay. So now how do I pick? Oh, oh. So yeah. They what come is next it? round. What is that? I don't know. So now I got another book. Demon. Yeah, that's not so good. In the monster manual. Yeah, it's not as good as type three. <clears throat> well, but I have a little bit of hell coming. Right next round, right? Is next it round. Is it Jublix? No, it's not Jublix. Okay. Oh, it's a Varrock. Oh my God. But that's eight hit dice. And five attacks. Yeah. So I may die, but I think you're going down too. Maybe. Let me see my. I'm gonna... That'd be that'd be great if we both die. We've never had both die. Have we? Have we yeah, both die at the same time. No. Well, then we just start anew in January. Um. See. All right. So what are you doing to me? What am I doing to you? I'm going to psionic blast you. Okay. Do I get magic? Does magic resistance apply to psionic blast? Probably not. No, it doesn't apply okay. to psionic blast. I didn't think so. Okay. Now here's an interesting question. Oh boy. I'm going to, because I have magic resistance, assuming the magic oh, resistance works, would the demon still work? And my answer is yes. He's a summoned creature. He's not magical in of itself. I agree with that. The spell is not affecting you. That's right. Right. Now, you raised the question, 
does the demon have a magic resistance? Like, he doesn't want to be summoned. That's right. <laughs> right? Because isn't the spell being cast kind of on him? Like, does, I don't think, the, I don't think it's a yes, but one could make the argument because that a demon would get a roll. His magic resistance is a 50%. So you can make the argument, haven't you made that argument that potentially he could resist? Yes, he could, but no, that's no, not good. He, he is compelled to come there, even though he has magic no, resistance. Okay, all right. Poor Rock. He's coming next round. He's like at the holidays. I'm like going to blast you okay. with a sonic blast. Okay. Now, the question is, do you have sonic abilities? Um, does, mm-hmm. What does it say? I don't know. I need to look this up. It says sonic ability C below. C below that probably means a yes then, right? I don't know. What does it say? Um, let me see. Well, you know how I am when reading these things. I, I tend to miss that. They're things. pretty short. I missed it last time. Remember so we're on Lich. We're looking on Lich, page 61. Does it say? I'm reading. I just hold on. Oh, wait. The mere sight of a Lich will cause any... Cre- oh, below fifth level. Yeah. Boo. All Lich appropriate... The following attack forms and no effect on Lich, Lich, Lich Pierce. It doesn't say. I don't say it. Why does it not say it? But why does it say C? I, I think the C, C below, below is because some of these effects are um, sonic, like enfeeblement. Oh. You can't enfeeble. I can't enfeeble you. Oh, okay. Because that is confusing. But let's look at your, um, look at the rogues gallery again. Does it say you have psionics? Oh. Doesn't say. Okay. So I'm going to say you don't have psionics. Okay. So why I need to know that is because if it's a Sonic character, then we have to play the Sonic game. You have to pick what we're attacking. But you're, you, you are not Sonic, so I just attack you Okay. with Sonics. So I'm now going to the table for Sonic Blast attack upon non-Sonic creature. So what that means is you have to make a saving throw. Okay. I have 11 plus hit dice. Well, that doesn't matter. It's your okay. combined oh. intelligence and wisdom. Oh. So I'm going to say you must have an 18 wisdom because you have 7th level spells. Oh, it doesn't give me the stats. That's not very helpful. Okay. I'm also going to say you probably have an 18. Now, what's your lich, what does lich say for intelligence? Super genius. Whoa. So now we are turning <coughs> to page 8, page 6 of the Monster Manual. Where supra genius is a supra. nineteen supra supra genius is a nineteen or a twenty. So let's. I have a twenty in talent. Twenty. Wow. How do I? Get, wow. Do I get smarter, or do you think I died in the twenty? No, I'm sure you over the nineteenth level cleric, twenty-first level magic user. You spent years yeah. getting mm-hmm. magic items, wishing whatever. Mm-hmm. So this was not a very smart move by me. So on page seventy-eight of the DMG, total attack wisdom of the creature being attacked. Is 38 your saving throw is? Wait, a zero? Right. But I thought a one always fails. Well, I, I, well, so what do you think there? No, because it says zero. Right. But I, I say you still roll it. See if you get a run, one. Because I want you to die. 19. No. I, I think eventually we're just going to like shake hands and pretend this didn't happen. No, I, I already have. I, I'm going to f- end this. So, right. so you cast the monster summoning. I went pew, 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 pew. Right. And you went Right. I am Lichy Woman. I'm right. Dude, I'm the most powerful creature. So now it's initiative again. I have summoned help. Okay. Three. Oh, we're supposed to declare. Wow. I, 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 oh. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? 
Oh, well, okay, hold on. Because we're still pretty far away from each other. <clears throat> oh, we are. How far away? Oh, and no one's closed. Is that right? That's right. We're 100 yards away. And I, bear, I mean, I think I was in range. I should probably was. Oh, let me see. I probably had to move up. Hold on. Let me see. I probably had to move up a little bit before I blasted you. And this is why you don't like high-level characters. I like how Augury does this. Is this, epi- is this, is this episode going to stick? Wait, you roll the dice. Yeah, uh, I probably had to move up. I don't know. Flame strike? Oh, man. Let's say I'm only 30 yards away from you now. All right, I'm all right. I'm, I'm can't, all right. I don't know if this is going to work. See, I don't know anything about the ethereal, okay, or the astral plan. I'm the astral, right? In the astral, whatever. I'm casting lightning bolt. Okay, that's great. Let's I don't know if it's going to work in the astral plane. Okay, initiative. Okay. Okay, you want initiative. You're casting lightning bolt. That's so. What's interesting is I'm casting a spell, but because you go first. Yours is three segments. I have to figure out. I was casting Dimension Door because I was oh. going to leave. So wait, we got the difference here. I rolled a five, yeah, and right. when you oh, rolled a two, two, right? So that's a three segment. I'm going on. And yours is three segments before you. You're going before me. So unless yours is a one segment. Well, it's it does. You know that's what's interesting about. Um, You're getting out of here. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm done with this. I can't beat you. Oh. I tried to sonic blast you. You basically gave me the finger. Up, gave me the I have, so what am I going to tell the Baracks when they show up? Never mind. Th- thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming. That's terrible. Well, poor guys. I don't have a chance to get this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure your spell is going to go off first. Dimension Door. That's a fourth level magic user spell. One second. So I, I'm going to say you won initiative, so it's going to hit. It's going to work. So what level magic user are you? Oh, my goodness. I am, well, yes, I was a 19th level magic user. Okay, so we have to figure out magic resistance, right? Because oh. the Shidu has magic resistance. Oh, right. Oh, and it goes, oh, is it the, uh, goes the other direction than if you're uh, 11. You start at 11? Right, start at 11. If it's, it's base at 11. Right. If, you're, if, you're, if your spellcaster is less than 11th level, you add 5% to the magic resistance. So magic resistance is before you even have to make a saving throw, I, if... if you roll under the, the creature's magic resistance. They're not affected by that. So in this case, because you're 19th level, you're eight levels over, I have no magic resistance. Wow. Now I know why you're fleeing. You've, you've done the math. Okay. All right. So that means I have to make a saving throw. Is, that for, is it half damage? It's is half it like damage fireball? if I save. Right. Okay. 13. I feel like I saved. Probably dead. But in the meantime, you have to roll 19d6. So how many, is it, is lightning bolt just like fireball in terms of damage? Yep, 19, you rolled D6, 19 So times. what's the difference between fireball and lightning bolt from a practical standpoint? Like if I'm deciding which one, I mean, obviously I don't want to do, I got the business of, am I in a closed room, in a room? Well, that's a, that's a huge reason. Well, a closed room is bad in both cases. Yes. The fireball, take, it has a volume, and if it can't fit in the room, it will blow out in the areas to, you know, in the volume that's right. necessary for the spell to end. In the case of the lightning bolt, if it hits a, str- a hard substance like a wall, it will bounce back towards the angle. It will bounce the angle that it came in. So if it was angled straight at it, it will bounce back. So you have the opportunity to eventually potentially hit someone twice if you do it right. Oh, so that's okay. So that's some of the strategy why you would you may want to do a lightning bolt if you can, if I can set it into a room and it's bouncing around, that'd be great. Like so, I'm standing outside the big auditorium. Right. I sent it in there. Well, fireball's probably best for if there is a big room and you just want to blow them up. Yeah. But some things are immune to fire. 
that's another reason why lightning oh, bolts true. good. They're a lot, good a lot of people have fire resistance, whereas lightning resistance is a little harder to do. Mm. Good points. Good points. But if they're in the if they're in a straight line, lightning bolt's amazing. Now you can fork a lightning bolt too, but that's another story. Right. We've talked about lightning bolt before. Yes. You should listen to all our podcasts, yes. all ninety four of them. Yes. And you'll find out there. Right. So you have to roll this nineteen times. Okay. So are you going to keep? Uh, so are you adding or counting the number of times I've rolled? Yes. Both. Impressive. Okay. Five. You're really going to roll one dice at a time. Okay. Oh, good point. I didn't even think about that. Hold on. There's another one. There's, hold on. Is that all we got? All right, one. Here. This is an, a motley assortment of dice. We got the pink dice. Pink dice, Christmas dice. Okay. That's 11. That's, you rolled it four times. I'm at five. That's 14. You rolled it four more times. I'm at nine. Right? This is compelling stuff. Oh, Six. That's terrible. That's bad stats. These are horrible. Two, two, two. All right. You I got, had a seven and a you six. Got three, roll three more times. I had 13 on eight dice. You roll three more times. That's Not ten. four. Three times. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Let's start that again then. These dice are horrible. Well, that's better. That's 12. Okay. So, uh, 20, 20, 32, 39, 50, 55. So, tw- 27 hit points he took. So, you're still there? That's hilarious. Though. I... Your hair is smoking. 14 points. Yeah, you totally your, blasted me. Your beard. <laughs> <laughs> your poor guy, you're headed to the holidays. You see Litchy Woman go, die. <laughs> <laughs> and this lightning bolt screens across in the astral plane on the side of the astral plane highway. That's terrible. People are driving by, like, just don't, just keep moving. Just keep moving. They're like, Road whatever. rage, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, they don't care. So This be, is another day on the ethereal plane, the holidays. So this the is, astral plane. This is what's great about a psionic ability is... It's not a spell, so I can't fail. My spell's not spoiled. So I had to mention Doran. I'm out of here. Mm. I can't follow you. Huh? Well, you can try wait, to Wait, do I get an opportunity? Oh, wait, no, you're gone. I don't no, get an opportunity attack. And you weren't that close. Yeah, that's right. But All I, right. I'm going to look up Dimension Door to see how far I go. Because you, you, you're, you're like an evil incarnate. I'm not fighting you. You're- so, so you're basically like, you know you're getting out of there. And as you're like waiting for the spell, you see this lightning bolt come. Come on, come on, come on, come on! <laughs> you know, it would have been just missed. All right, so blah 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 blah. Well, and, and so I have now. Now you see me uh, about three hundred yards away from you. Right, and so you're like right. Now I'm running. I'll let you go. That's good. What, well, what's your speed? Oh. Six. You can't catch me. Oh my gosh, I'm so slow. Yeah, come back here. I'm like an old lady. I'm flying away. Come well, burnt, my burnt simber. But you won. I love the smell of burnt now, we, in the Now, morning. if this was a real thing, we would have kept going. But, but, but you, yeah. But I'm going to do divine intervention while I. While oh, flip, lawful good. Yeah, oh. I'm going to flip the bird at you. Ooh. I'm going to flip you a legal bird. Yes. No. Nope. Wah, wah. She's like, you got away. You're fine. Yeah, okay. So, Litchy Woman. Boy, it's going to take someone strong to beat Litchy Woman. I don't know. Are we retiring Litchy Woman at this point? Uh, one more time, I think. With that. Oh, well, that's right. We had a roll. Okay. D- so you do a dimension door. Okay. Litchy Woman remains the champ. So what, what is interesting about this is this is the challenge of high-level play. You've got creatures and monsters that can do a whole bunch of things. As a DM, you really have to be not biased to try to say, oh, you're doing that, then I'm going to do this. 
Because that's, that's not true. really fair. Yes. So, okay, but that was fun. So I, I, learned, some, I learned some things. Yeah, they're really giving you advice. You should teleport at me and then attack. And... <laughs> they, want me to, they want me to kill you. Right. I mean, if, if we were going to play this out, I mean, I would have to see some of the other things. Basically, I would just be hunting you down and killing you at that point. Is that right? It, it, if, if I couldn't teleport, and I don't remember in the... Wait, how many yards away are you? I'm 300 yards away. What's the range of a fireball? Yours? Yeah. It's pretty far. Would it reach that far? Possibly. You'd have to win initiative. Well, let's just... Shall we just do that? Okay. The, the, the fans are calling for All right, it. right, fine. Initiative. What are you doing? You running? I gotta figure out what I'm doing. Why don't yeah. you flee? Can you do Dimension Door again? something else again? <laughs> well, I could Dimension Door again. Yeah, I'm gonna do and that you? again. <laughs> so it just keeps. Okay. Two. Five. Oh, you Dimension Door? I Dimension Door it again. Now I'm 600. You don't even see me. Oh, you're just like slowly fading away. Right. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. And actually, I would probably do. I think I had Dimension Walk, which is what I would do next. Um, I'll get you, she do. Yeah, I, I would do. Yeah, can I, can I see the. Rogues Gallery again. Sorry. Compelling, compelling podcast. Here we go. Well, they wanted death. <laughs> they want blood. Yeah. You can't blame Yeah, it. I have Dimension Walk. So Dimension Walk? Dimension Walk is the name of the sonic distance which enables the possession to move through the dimensions or interdimensional travel. Rather than... So I could... At, I'm a ninth level of mastery. I can go to another dimension, which is what I would do. So traveling on... Let's talk about the takeaway here. Traveling on the astral plane is dangerous. There's some nasty stuff out there. Fraught with danger. It oh is. Okay. All right. Let you woman. Okay. All right. I think, well, now we have to do miscellaneous magic. Are we doing miscellaneous magic? You do it real fast. Okay. It's probably going to be something terrible. It'll be a plus one sword. Yeah, it'll probably be terrible. Anything? You're probably right. So what do we do in miscellaneous magic? This is the segment of the show where we roll... On the table on the DMG. Table three. Table three on page 121 for a random magic item, and then we discuss it. Yep. 62. 62. Uh, armor and shields. Okay, five, see five, this? Probably a plus one sword. No, plus, plus one plate mail. Go ahead. Well, you know, armor and shield. <coughs> it's funny that it says it. it. I thought armor and shield. Oh, I thought this was where there was a discussion. When we go to armor and shield, that's where there would be a discussion about encumbrance. Yes. See? Part of it, yep. See? But one of our friends reminded us in Dispel Confusion, which you know they talked about. 91. Oh, I forgot to. Oh, I forgot to bring that. They did in Dispel Confusion. Uh, my recollection is Dispel Confusion just caused more confusion. I think that's what we did. Yes. 91. Hey, it's a shield plus three. <laughs> Let's talk about that, James. What do you think about that? Uh, what do I think about? Well... What can we talk about with shields? Let's first, you know, sometimes we think there's nothing there. Well, wait like a second. I know I do have a question. Yep. So, shield plus three, what is it? Is it a, there's different types of shields. Correct. I, what are the advantages to small shield, large shield, wooden shield, you know, metal shield? Does it really <laughs> matter? wood, amber. <laughs> I know that some of it is what, how many, your AC adjustments or something. Sure. Well... Let's, or we're on page 164 of the DMG. Okay. You are anyway. I am. You must, as Dungeon Master, you must be fully conversant with the armor graduation system. Are you okay. fully conversant with it? I'm pretty conversant with it. I understand the that. The DMG is right below the fiendful. Uh, I've lost the, the, yeah, I've lost the strip is falling off. Yes. I'm pretty conversant with it. Yes. 
So it goes on and just says you have to be proficient in how the armor class works. For game purposes, all magical armor should be considered as being virtually weightless, equal to cl- base normal clothing. This gives characters so clad a base move equal to the unarmed man. Now again later, now it says here, interesting, magic shields, however, weigh the same as a normal shield of the same size. So one of the things you have to figure out is what kind of shield this is. And is there a way to figure that out? or do you Yes. Just, is there a random roll? Uh, I don't know about that. You have to, you have to make a random roll. Oh. So... I didn't know if there's a table. No, but there is descriptions of how many blows a shield can absorb before. Now, one of the... Before what? Before it breaks? No, not before it breaks, but... So if you're attacked by multiple combatants, Mm -hmm. the the larger the shield, the more blows it will protect you with. Oh, right. And then you lose the the shield AC minus one... Right. This is that hex business and miniature business, basically. Hex and... Well, you don't have to do hex No, you don't. You can just say, if you get attacked by multiple people, this is what happens. So, I need to find the shield thing. Does anyone know where that is? Oh, it's going to be... Look for hexes. Is it going to be like 70s, maybe? Shield use. Here it is. On page 28. Oh, 28. That's not the 70s. The DMG is laid out perfectly. Yes, I know. It's it's laid out... I know, and... In conference, we have to look in, like, four different places. Okay. So, shield use. A shield is basically a barrier between its wielder and its opponent, catches blows missiles offensively to strike or push an opponent, which, by the way, Craig um, used, used that in our game, and, and we kind of had to stop because we're like, well, how, what are you doing, oh. a shield bash? And we didn't... Are there rules for a shield bash? Not really. Okay. It just says it can be used offensively to strike or push an opponent. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't know what damage it does. So, that's, what, that's awesome. Okay, shield can be used fully only to the left or right of the flank of the right of the right-handed individual. Attacks from the right flank or the rear negate the benefits of the shield. So, okay. there's a small shield. Bucklers and small shields are basically held one hand, but they cover only a small area. Such shields are less cumbersome and fatiguing in employment. However, no such thing is made between a small and normal-sized shield in AD&D. So, oh. there are small shields and then there are large shields. But no distinction is made. Okay. Okay, between small and normal. Right. Okay, got it. Right, right. All right, and then the large shield, although a large shield such as a Norman kite shield or a large Viking round shield covers much more of the body, employing one of these shields is far more difficult as they are cumbersome and fatiguing. Therefore, large shields are treated as but plus one to armor class rating without a shield. Oh, so in other words, it's, well, it's plus one no matter, irrespective of the shield. Right. It's always plus one. Okay. Uh, optionally, you may oh, optionally you may allow them to add plus two to this armor class rating with respect to small missiles. If you do so, however, be certain that you also keep careful track uh, of oh yeah. So then uh, right, but that's very interesting. So I never saw that before. So you can actually do plus two to like, arrows, right? Or any but, smaller bullets. And a magic large shield is still the same weight, right? Because you don't. It's not like armor, right? It says it's magic shields. Magic shields are no less weighty, <clears throat> but they are. Oh wait, but they are non-bulky with respect to encumbrance. Look at that last part. But they are non-bulky. Well, now that's even more confusion. What well, wait, we're re- not even talking about. We're supposed to be talking about shields in general. Well, I guess. Well, now I'm going back to shields over here. Wait a minute. We're didn't talking we about magic read, shields. We got to just read this. It says magic shields are weigh the same as their normal shield of the same size. But 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 weight and encumbrance are different. So they're the same weight, but they are non. 
Oh, but they're not. Oh, they're, bul- oh. they're no less weighty, but they're but they're non-bulky with oh, regards okay. to encumbrance. So they weigh the same amount. Okay. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Now I am confused. But they're non-bulk. But they're not like. So in other words, their weight is just their straight weight. You don't because Par- encumbrance apparently. is weight plus bulkiness. Yes. So your gold piece encumbrance could be greater than the weight gold piece. Yes. Right. People have argued why is a gold piece weigh one gold piece in weight? You know, it's pieces are really small. It's like well because they they're hard to carry around. Yeah. Gary talks about feathers and okay. this type of thing. All right. Anyway, that was not the area I was looking for. There is an area that says if it's a large shield, it only it only protects you from one or two blows. Oh, I'm thinking that. Don't you think that's maybe like <coughs> it's that? Playing combat. That's what I'm thinking. The 70s or whatever, 60s. Yeah, it's going to be like here, probably, isn't it? Melee's. Well, melee's on 69. I don't know if that's where the shield I feel, discussion. I feel like it's here somewhere. Anyway, if you, anyone out there? Anyone helping me? Hello, Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Anyway. So, because I'm trying to look at this quickly, because of course this is what makes this game, this show interesting, is because we have no idea what we're going to talk about, or where we're going. Well, we're we're at the. And you lose your decks, don't you? Well, that's also with flank. Well, yeah, you don't get a shield. Yeah. Oh that, wait, that's flanking. Rear attacks. Oh, okay. <coughs> so rear attacks, opponents attacking from the rear game plus it negate any consideration for shield. So no, a rear attack, of course. The flank attack, you still get shield, did it say? Depends oh. on what side it is. All flank attacks negate any defender armor class addition for shield. Oh. That's on page 70. Right. Flank says no. Because flank is, is the, it's not rear is right behind you. Flank is to the right, to the right of you, right and left of you. Right, right. Because um. on page 69, it shows Right. Right. the hexes, which you were talking about. Oh, so front flank... So I lose, right? So flank, so right. So flank and rear, you don't get shield, and you don't get, do you not get dex? Defender armor class for shields. Attacks against a rear flank. When the opponent's version of a C attack negate. Oh, but oh, so the dexterity is negated from the rear flank, but not the front flank. Yeah. And the rear attack, you lose both. Okay, so there's. So the, the, if you have a front flank, it just is one. <laughs> it's just the, what is it? It's, oh, God. James, I, yeah. Oh, God. I, know you, I know this is a lot for you. It's painful for me. It's painful for me. Okay, I'll figure it out when the combat happens and people complain and it's close. All right. Well, so, part of it is you, your player's not going to, they're going to do what's most advantageous for you. So well, on page 69, they show different ways this only comes into account when there's multiple people attacking a single opponent. Right. Well, or no, no, or it could be. Um, well, if I if I get somebody from behind, attack somebody. Right. Right. Because I get attacks, I give up on somebody. But it's either one, you know, for typically a medium creature can have six medium creatures around them. Yeah. And so the defender is always going to try to keep not as many people behind them because they get full advantage of that attack, which is plus two, no decks, no shield. All right. Okay. Okay. Like this, like this guy, the skeleton that's coming up behind this guy. Yeah, on page forty sixty-eight, he's in trouble. <laughs> he's no he's not getting his decks bonus. Anyway, somewhere in here, and I'm sure someone's going to find it. Um, the larger the shield, the more attacks it will support before it's not used. So if you had a plus three shield, which is amazing, let's say you had chain and shield. Yeah. That's AC four. Plus three is AC one. 
if you got attacked by multiple creatures or if something had multiple attacks, it would only protect you the plus the shield part for two or three depending on the size of it. Okay. So, right. But I, don't remember, I can't find the exact rule, so I okay. apologize. That's a fail. Well, okay. Okay. Now right. we're ready to do... Because we were really just talking about a, a shield plus three. It's a magic <laughs> item. And really, right. really, the only discussion of that is, is that you subtract three from your AC unless you don't. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Now we're ready for running North, North Runner. Have you ever played a bard? Oh, and let me... I just want to ask about uh, the shield plus three. You're not going to know... It's, how do you play that? Like, we know that swords and daggers glow, so people will know that they're magical. How do you... So you find a shield... Do you say, like, some DMs will be like, yeah, it look, feels good, mm-hmm. it moves. Because it doesn't, it's the same weight, but it's not as bulky. Would you give any clue that it's magical? Yeah. I mean, if, if, because it feels lighter. Well, no, I thought it says not, it's the same weight. It's it? easier to manipulate. Uh, so when you pick it up, it doesn't feel bulky. Right. Okay, gotcha. All right. I mean, Gary's typical thing is to troll people, to say most magic items look exactly the same. All right. But some of the things that give clues, like it is shining... Like a sword glows. This case, it would be not as bulky. Yeah, what makes it a plus three? Meaning, it, the fact that well, I can understand swords. What do they move faster? They cut better. What makes it a better defender? You know what I mean? Like, why does it give you plus three armor class? Why does it give that plus three armor? That's a great question. Oh, thank you. Let's see if the DMG has something about it. Because it's kind of interesting. I mean, so it's a magical, but. Well, I, I can only use the example they give here on page 164. Armor plus three bonuses of special meteorite iron steel. Oh, I didn't know that's there. So magical armor. <clears throat> say that, read that again. What does it say? Armor of plus three is of special meteorite. I mean, it fell from the sky. Iron. So, so this is like a big thing to find if you're mining, like your nose or dwarves. Yes, you're like. There's been like a me. Like we've discovered meteorite. People are running towards it so they steel. can make sp- special magic. Absolutely, that's a big find. So all right, plus four is myth- mithril alloyed steel. Oh, <laughs> wow! And five I'm is adamantite alloyed steel. Okay, but they don't tell you about shields. I'm assuming it's the same material. Or it could move faster. But if it hits my shield, it hits my shield. It's not hitting me. Why do I care if it's a wooden shield or a metal shield? You know what I mean? If it doesn't hit me, it doesn't hit me. No! I, I was just trying to give you some reason why it's plus three. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sad. No. Gary's, <laughs> Gary. I tried, Gary. I think it moves faster. <coughs> I think what you said, but you know what? It did, it's not as cumbersome. So I think you're able but to move it faster. All those are the same. Your, your point was, why is one a plus one versus plus three? It don't have to be the material. Well, that's true. Because like, it may be that it's more able to glance the blow off. You know, So if a big blow is coming and it's magical... It can withstand it as opposed to it just going right past me. The other okay. thing was we'd have to look at enchanting magic items. Maybe there's additional things you have to do, for okay. that, which I don't remember right. specifically okay. for that. All right. That was interesting. That is interesting. But that could be a tell. Okay. Oh, good. Page 36. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh. <clears throat> Page 36 of the Player's Handbook. Oh. Wrong book. That's why I couldn't find it. <coughs> there it is. Yep, thank you, sir. On the top right, right here. Oh. Armor t- A small shield can be countered against only one attack per melee round. Oh. 
A normal size shield can effectively be counted against two. A large shield is counted. Oh, so it really does make a difference. Okay, and attacks from the right flank of rear flank always negate the advantage of the shield. I hope, tell, please tell me that's consistent with the DMG because I don't need to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Becker. Thank you so much. I knew it was somewhere, but I just forgot. All right. So now we're on to the last two things. Of... Okay. You okay? Do you want some water? I'm going to have to get some water. My, my, uh... Well, why don't you do this? So we are doing, if you want to grab some water, I will some read water. the... I will read the next installment, because if I recall correctly, our party had reached the Assassin's Guild, the door. Right. And we had, uh, we're, we're making our way in. And we have two more to go. We have an N and an O. So, you hurry through the cave entrance and stride down a narrow passage. The passage ends abruptly opening into a large cavern. Behind you, you hear the rumble of thunder as another storm builds up outside. You shift your attention back to the cavern and see that it is lit by several lanterns. There appears to be no other exit to this cave than the one you came in by. Then, to your surprise, a rock panel slides to one side and four assassins confront you, emerging from the opening. You hear footsteps behind you and see two more assassins taking up positions to your rear. Story time with Dan. It is. I could just, yeah, I don't need you. That's right. You got that that right. Do my own show. So the ratings briefly went way up, James. Look, all these people are on there now. Yes. Surrounded, Surrounded and outnumbered, you know you'll be a dead man unless you act fast. You see that all are armed with a dagger and sword, both of which glisten from, uh-oh, from some sticky fluid. Uh-oh. Hey, that was sticky fluid, wasn't it? Ooh, sticky fluid. Wasn't, that, was that, that was one of the albums. Was that a Sudan right. Dead album? Sticky fluid. <laughs> it dealt with assassins, of course. Right? Well, yeah, that. This is sticky fluid. I think it's, I think it's a single. I think that was banned. a single from the 80s. Like, banned. Like Montrose's Rock Candy of Sticky Fluid. I think, I think Dipper Gore, was, she, uh, that was actually discussed. That was on the Dirty Dozen. That was one of the Dirty it was, Dozen songs. It was. I think, what with the pseudo undead? You guys, you actually, they testified with, along with Dee Snider, Snyder, I believe, didn't you, yeah, in front of right. Congress? Exactly. Can you please tell us about Sticky Fluid? It was about assassins. It's about assassins. It's talking about swords. It's the poison that was glint. That was dripping off the blade. Yeah. Oh, oh that's okay. My, this, this song writes itself. Right. I'm going to show you my sticky blade dripping with dripping, dripping with the uh, poison. <laughs> it's about it's about death and killing. Killing. It's not about. Oh, that. okay. It's terrible. Yeah, it's totally you're fine. free to go. Yeah, you're free to go. Murder, no problem. They, they bought that. They, they, they thought it was about death and killing. Okay. So you're okay, we're surrounded. I'm going to shiv you. With, I'm writing the lyrics. Right, because you don't want to lose it. Right, this is great. This you got to get it. Wow, well, right. That's right. Shiv you with my sticky blade. Sticky blade. <laughs> sticky. Terrible. It's about pop assassins. What are you talking about? Uh, taste my poison. <laughs> taste the blade. This is wrong. <laughs> taste my type A poison. Whatever it is, right? We got to look up the. It's not good. Type. It's a family show. It is a family. We're talking about poison. 
and killing. That's my what's, point. What's, is you don't, it's a family show. You shouldn't be talking about assassins <coughs> and killing. And sticky okay. poison. Go ahead. All right. As the blade rises. Okay. What are you going to decide to do, James? So we're surrounded. This is serious. This is problematic. You thought it was like a clubhouse with right. just two assassins. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just checking my mic here. Hello, one, two. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit low now. Hold on. You mean they missed all that? That gold? No, I think they got it. I'm just a, little, a little off, they said. <clears throat> okay. And number one. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you have to decide what to do. We're in big trouble here. One, call lightning and make the cave roof collapse on the assassins. Aren't I in the cave? Yeah, that doesn't sound very smart. Two, show them that you're a man and hack away <laughs> with your sword. Wow. I think that's, isn't that, that's maybe, there's lyrics there, I think. I think so. Show them you're a man. Okay. Three, cast neutralized poison or drink antidote if available and attack with sword. Okay. Four, cast fairy fire and attack with sword. Five, cast entangle and attack with sword. Six, charm them with music and suggest that you are a friend. Seven, cast Obscurement and run. Eight, throw Dagger at Leader, then run. Nine, cast Warp Wood and attack with sword. Ten, throw a Dagger, then attack with a sword. None of these are... I don't like any of these. No. I'm going to call Lightning, because I heard a storm outside. Now, I might be in the cave. I don't know. I don't care. I'm calling Lightning. Yeah, I like that, too. Okay? Only because <clears throat> I think it would be cool to see what, if it kills us all. Agreed. So one was called Lightning. Two, show me your man. Three, neutralize poison. Show them you're a man with your sticky fluid. <laughs> duh, duh, duh. Show them you're a man. I mean, these lyrics write themselves. That's the problem. A four is fairy fire, five entangle, six charms, seven obscurement, eight dagger and run, the old dagger and run, nine warp wood, and ten dagger. All right, make your choices. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to play the game, we got one who's saying obscurement, then run. Uh, we're doing call lightning, but we're dead, so don't take our advice. Uh, you got ten more seconds. Um, nine, eight, seven, six, two, one. Okay, we're done. Okay, number one was called lightning. There is a storm, but you're inside. Remember, actually, we did. We did it anyway. You die from the poison on their blades. Wait. Why do I die? Wait, there is a storm. Oh, but you're inside. I thought it was going to collapse on me. Oh, the lightning can't make its way in. No. So we just heard like a big thunderclap, really yeah. lightning. As I die. As, As I die. die. <clears throat> okay, got it. Two, show them you're a man. Did anyone want to show them that they're a man? No. Okay. Someone wants to know what nine was. What was nine? Oh, sorry. Nine was cast warp wood and attack with sword. Yeah, so that's nine, Jonathan, if you want to do that one. E, uh, two, even men die from poison. Sorry. Three. Wow, was that's rude. Three was I uh, cast neutralize poison or drink antidote. Wise choice. Take fifty three hit points in combat. Wow. <clears throat> wow. This guy's rough. Four was fairy fire. Sorry, you die from poison. Wow. Five was entangle. No plants around. You're dead. Scene number four. Yes, you die. Six. You should like this guy. I like this. Six char was charm. The leader saved and ruined your spell. You're Scene dead. number four. Yes, you're dead. Seven, cast Obscurement and run. Where can you run? You're surrounded. Scene number four, you're dead. Uh, eight, was throw dagger and then run. C7, which is where can you run? You're surrounded. C4, you're dead. Nine, was warp wood. Their weapons are metal. Scene number four, <laughs> you're dead. Ten, was throw a dagger, then run with sword. C7. Brave but fruitless. Oh. Scene number four, you're dead. 
So everything was death except, except the 53 poison. hit points. So you better have had 53 hit points. How many do we start with? 100 and something. Oh, yeah, 105. But we lost a lot. But we could. there was a time we could have healed some, so... Now, what's good to hear is there's actually some assassins in the Assassin's Guild. Remember last time there was only like a couple of guys in this small cave? So That's why you died, because you went in overconfident. You right. thought it was like, oh, it's just yeah, it's nothing, exactly. Fool. Okay, the last, this is it, so this is That wasn't the last, that was the penultimate? Do you have a drum roll? We probably don't have a drum roll. Do you have anything for the final, that, yes, we have one more, and we're done. Here we go. Please tell me you're not playing the 70s. No, I should um, Inappropriate music. I'm playing a drum roll, go ahead. Wow. You run down the secret passage after the encounter with the assassin, still a little scared from being so close to death. This hero business can be real painful. The passage ends abruptly like the one before, except this time it opens into a cavernous garden. Hmm. Wow, they're very nice. They're very nice. There, it's like dude. a mall. <laughs> <Exactly>. 80s mall. <laughs> a mall? Atrium. I'm going to the food court, the assassin food court. Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone... Someone has cast some sort of light spell on the cavern ceiling, for there are no other light sources in there. The floor, I want to become an assassin. The floor of the cave is packed with undergrowth and has a few trees. Ah, trees, James. No, I like trees. that. Trees, there's plants growing out of it. At the other end of the cave is a person, definitely female. Ooh. Thank you. Now I get the music on. Go ahead. <laughs> Judging from the curves. Oh my god. De this is so. You didn't read this before? No, I didn't. This in the, how did this get by our team? At the other end of the cave is a person, definitely female, judging from the curves. It, I'd like to apologize to our listeners. They understand this is written in the 80s. Hung on wrist shackles. Oh, she's shackled. That must be Aurora! We were. James, we were searching for Aurora. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Remember? Yep. We're saving Aurora. Near the end of the mission, you're impatient to get to her, so you decide to... Okay, now I'm hoping there's some good choices here. One, detect snares and pits. Run in and grab Aurora, then run out. Two, prod ahead of you with sword and rescue Aurora. Three, cast Obscurement and rescue her. Four, rescue Aurora, turning into a tree if any creature appears. Though Aurora would be just sitting in the tree. Yeah. Call lightning and massacre the plants, <laughs> then rescue the girl. Six, sprint in, grab Aurora, then run out. Seven, run in and tangle anything that approaches and rescue Aurora. Cast warp wood on the trees and rescue Aurora. Nine, cast fairy fire on Aurora so that you can see her easily. Oh, I like that. Then rescue her. Ten, hack at the undergrowth of your sword and rescue Aurora. So there it is. One is detect snares and pits. Two, go forward with your sword. Three, obscurement. Four, rescue and turn into a tree if necessary. Five, call lightning. Six, sprint in, sprint out. Seven, run in and tangle, then rescue Aurora. Eight, warp wood on the trees and rescue Aurora. Nine, cast very far on Aurora uh, and rescue her. And ten is hack at the undergrowth. Uh, uh, so I'm going to do Obscurement since I hadn't done that this whole time. Okay, James has selected three, which is cast Obscurement. Um, I'm going to do number one, detect snares and pits. Can I do that? I don't even know that I can do that. That's a first level Druid spell. Well, I'll say I'm never played a Druid. Okay. So I'm going to do one. All right, make your choices. That's right, you have 10 seconds. Oh, got Jason says one. Oh, oh okay, well, I'm with Jason. I feel better about my choice. I, I do like that. If you, yep, detect snares and pits is number three on the druid chart. <laughs> Rated number three. Rated on number the druid three chart. on the druid chart. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we're done. Here we go. We are finally finishing. Thank 
have you. Thank the Lord. Yay. Go ahead. And I never even said what this is. This is have you ever played a bard in portraying an assassin skill? Okay. So, number one, which I did, and, uh, right, I saw, uh, somebody else did too. Excellent choice. No damage. And that was what? That was detect snares and pits. Very good. I live. So I get some music then, because I've saved oh, Aurora. I, 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 sorry, yes. Ding, yay, no, cheering crowd. that's not the music. I saved oh. Aurora. Hold on. All right. Number two. Prod ahead with your sword and rescue Aurora. Anyone pick number two? No. The sword snaps the tripwire and you die from poisoned darts. Wow. It's like Indiana Jones. Three was obscure. This is you, James. Let's see if you're going to get the good music. No, I'm not getting the music. I die horribly. What was that for? C4. Sorry, you set a tripwire and you die from poisoned darts. Okay? No music. Or laughter. I'll laughter and the, and the buzzer. Five was called lightning. Anyone do lightning? Nope. Because we learned from the last one that that's not good. You're inside, Bozo. I like how he's so rude. He is. <laughs> he's tired of this thing. It's yeah. He's tired of it. Right. Kelly made him do it. Seven was run in. Uh, uh, well, six was sprinting and grab Aurora. You're dead. Courageous, aren't you? C4, you're dead. Uh, uh, seven was run in and tangle. C4. Eight, cast warp wood. C4. Nine, fairy fire. C4. Ten was hack away. Sadist. C2. You're, you're dead. I, like, I wish we had C4 because I would have blown up the place. Yeah. So I'm the only one that, well, not oh, only me. You died. you died too, but you died less than everyone else. That's true. All right. Actually, that was a lot of fun. It just went on like much longer than we were hoping. That completes, have you ever played a bard infiltrating the Assassin's Guild? Yay! From First Encounter Magazine by friend of the show, Kelly Villamere. This one was written by, not Kelly Villamere, John Frazier. Well, very good. Hope you enjoyed yeah. it. And, yeah. and just to let people know, yes. Rob Ritchie has been writing his own Have You Ever, which we will then kick off in January. Well, that will be super exciting. Thank you, Rob, for doing that. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.